1: President Tsai Ing-wen met with U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy outside Los Angeles on Wednesday, defying Chinese opposition. The meeting was the highest-level reception any Taiwan president has had on American soil. Tsai, McCarthy and 18 other U.S. lawmakers met behind closed doors at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library. After 75 minutes of private discussions, Tsai and McCarthy highlighted the vital bond between their nations in a joint statement.
2: President Tsai arrives at the Reagan Library and is welcomed with a handshake by U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and Peter Aguilar, chair of the House Democratic Caucus. It was a historic moment, the first time a Taiwan president met the U.S.'s third highest ranking official on American soil. McCarthy took to Twitter, posting photos of his meeting with President Tsai. He wrote, The friendship between America and the people of Taiwan has never been stronger. It is my honor to welcome President Tsai Nguyen to the Reagan Library. At the meeting, President Tsai exchanged warm greetings with each of the 18 other lawmakers present.
0: I am honored to welcome Taiwan's president. I'm optimistic that we will continue to find ways for the people of America and Taiwan,
2: to work together. After their 75-minute closed-door meeting, Tsai and McCarthy made a joint appearance in front of the iconic Air Force One.
3: Those values have always
0: served as the bedrock of our friendship with the people of Taiwan. And they are more important now than ever before. And of course, President Tsai is a great champion of that bond. The friendship between the people of Taiwan and America is a matter of profound importance to the free world.
4: Their presence and unwavering support reassure the people of Taiwan that we are not isolated and we are not alone. I reiterated Taiwan's commitment to defending the peaceful status quo. I also highlighted a belief which President Reagan champions, that to preserve peace, we must be strong. In our efforts to protect our way of life, Taiwan is grateful to have the United States of America by our side.
2: Later, McCarthy held another news conference where he said the meeting was very productive and covered various ways to further the Taiwan-U.S. bond.
0: We must continue to the arm sales to Taiwan and make sure such sales reach Taiwan on a very timely basis. Second, we must strengthen our economic cooperation, particularly with trade and technology.
2: When asked if he would visit Taiwan, McCarthy said he didn't have plans, but that he hadn't ruled out the possibility. As expected,
1: China has condemned the encounter between President Tsai and the U.S. House Speaker. It said their meeting was a provocation and an infringement on China's sovereignty. Beijing warned that Taiwan question was a red line in U.S.-China relations. And in response, Washington urged China against overreacting, reiterating that Tsai's transit was just business as usual.
2: The high-profile meeting between Tsai and U.S. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, the third highest-ranking official of the U.S. government, has gravely violated the one-China principle and the provisions of the three China-U.S. joint communiqués seriously infringed upon China's sovereignty and territorial integrity and sent seriously wrong signals to the separatist forces for Taiwan independence. The Taiwan question is at the very core of China's core interests and the first red line that must not be crossed in China-U.S. relations.
0: Following the Tsai-McCarthy meeting, China lashed out in a series of statements denouncing the U.S. and warning Taiwan of repercussions.
2: The DPP authorities have misjudged the situation, thinking that strategic competition between China and the U.S. can bring opportunities to cling to U.S. support to seek independence and have unscrupulously ganged up with external forces. They are under the illusion that, by clutching to the United States, they can be even more utterly brazen in their provocative attempt to seek independence and betray the interests of the Chinese nation. Tsai's transit is nothing more than a cover for the schemes of seeking independence.
0: The meeting sparked concerns that China would repeat the aggressive campaign it launched last August, when then-House Speaker Nancy Pelosi visited Taiwan. The White House has urged China to not overreact.
4: Our position remains the same. There's no reason for the Chinese to to overreact uh, in in any way. Taiwan is doing this. is something that's been part of uh, a long tradition, a long U.S. uh, tradition. And so, again, we just do not see, there should not be a reason uh, for uh, the PCR to, uh, to overreact here.
0: The choice of Reagan Library as the meeting venue has symbolic significance, pundits say noting that it represents freedom and the fight against authoritarianism. Sources say Taiwan and the U.S. were in close communication before the meeting to prevent Beijing's threats from harming the bilateral friendship.
2: The U.S. is careful to improve Taiwan-U.S. relations without creating regional tensions. President Tsai Ing-wen is very low-key and does not openly discuss such things. Even in the days before her arrival in Los Angeles, she let the U.S. announce the relevant details.
0: The lawmaker praised the show of unity between Taiwan and the U.S. in the face of pressure from Beijing.
1: Outside the high-profile meeting at Reagan Library, dueling protests were staged by supporters of Taiwan and of China. About a dozen Los Angeles riot police were at the scene, but tensions still boiled over into a scuffle. Let's turn to our reporter on the ground.
0: pro-Taiwan activists run up to a group of Chinese protesters. They grab two PRC flags before being tackled to the ground by outraged Chinese. Back up! Back up! (laughs) Los Angeles police step in to prevent a bigger
1: brawl.
2: This is the scene outside the Tsai McCarthy meeting, with Chinese protesters and Taiwan supporters separated by a road. More than 10 police officers with riot gear were deployed to prevent further clashes.
0: Riot police were on high alert. Rumor had it that a Chinese official organized a pro-Beijing demonstration. A handsome sum was paid for a plane to fly over the library, trailing a banner reading, One China, Taiwan is part of China. The official allegedly offered 400 US dollars a person to mobilize 1,000 protesters, although only 100 were present.
4: We
2: did not take a single cent. We all came here of our own accord. The rich contributed money, while the strong contributed their labor. They've got terrible acting skills. Their hearts aren't in it. They're just doing it for the money. After seeing this, I decided to come and support President Tsai. Taiwan does not belong to China. It's like they are bullying us.
0: The Tsai McCarthy meeting captured global attention, with 160 journalists covering the event. We got here at
4: 3 a.m. this morning, and it was dark, and it was cold. I know there's going to be a lot of press from Taiwan here, so we we want to definitely be on our best behavior.
0: Journalists showed up early at the Reagan Library to stake out their spots. Los Angeles police deployed a bomb-sniffing dog to secure the area. No detail was too small when it came to security, reflecting the high stakes involved at the meeting.
1: Turning the focus back to Taiwan. A bipartisan group of eight U.S. lawmakers touched down on Thursday for a three-day visit. Arriving via government charter, they're slated to meet top officials including the president, vice president, legislative speaker, and foreign minister. Taiwan's deputy foreign minister was on the tarmac to welcome the delegation. The group is led by House Foreign Affairs Committee Chairman Michael McCall, who's shown strong support for Taiwan. McCall is behind House bills, including the Taiwan Policy Act and a bill to expedite arms sales to Taiwan. Other members of the delegation championed a number of Taiwan focused bills, including the Taiwan Non Discrimination Act. Today, we take you to meet a Lithuanian couple who own a bakery in Taipei. The couple moved to the city in 2019, and after a few years of living in Taiwan, they decided to open up a small bakery selling Lithuanian tree cakes. That's a treat that's served on special occasions like Christmas and Easter. Our very own reporter Stephanie Yang met the family to find out more.
4: The cake is made out of egg whites, flour, sugar and cream on a rotating spit in an oven. To add layers to the tree cake, the chef slowly drops batter along the rod. The speed of the turning spit increases and batter starts to form little spikes resembling tree branches. It can take five or more hours to just make one Lithuanian tree cake. This cake is a traditional treat served as special occasions like Christmas and Easter, as well as traditional Lithuanian weddings. The recipe was first developed by monks in the 15th century. You can now get a taste of it in Taiwan.
3: It started in Europe in about the 15th century, all over the, um, the, the northern and eastern Europe and Germany. And in Lithuania, it appeared in the monasteries. Uh, so the monks used to do it in, in about 200 years ago. The recipe was super secret and it went um, kind of public uh, just about 100 years ago. About five months ago our, our um, trade office representative came in and then we realized that the relationship will be growing, they are improving, and then we thought like, yeah, why not, why people have to bring this cake if we can just make it here, we can bridge the, the cultures, we can, we can advocate Lithuanian products here in, in, in Taiwan
4: soft inside i would say and more crispy on the on the spikes of the cake and the shape of the cake is made from the spinning so it's the way you cook actually and the spikes you get because the rotation of the spinning is faster and if it's slower you just get like more round cake Alina Gerasimova and Yevgeny Gerasimov moved to Taipei in 2019 for Yevgeny's job. At first, the couple decided to only stay for three years, but after falling in love with the country, the two decided to settle down in Taiwan and open a bakery selling the traditional treat. In Lithuania, the cakes come in only one flavor, vanilla. The couple sells three flavors, chocolate, matcha, and vanilla. The couple is currently in the process of developing a dragon fruit flavored cake. So our cakes, I think, are unique because we introduced um, two flavors in Taiwan. So we have matcha and chocolate flavors, which we don't have in Lithuania. Lithuania, you have only traditional, uh, like
3: this. It's all natural. We don't use any, any additives, nothing like that. So the matcha is is, is Japanese, and the uh, and the cacao, the chocolate was is Belgium or Malaysian. So it's all all natural. Um, and it's difficult to find natural red ingredient. Um, so we've tried with the few, so now we're kind of looking how to use the dragon fruit, so to make the color more kind of red, shining. When we made the first cake, um, the sugar, the, the sweetness was too, too high for Taiwan. So we, we gave it to our friends, and they all said, oh, that's too sweet. So we've reduced it by uh, 25% so that the, the, the Taiwanese market can, can enjoy it. The
4: couple hopes to continue to bring more delicious Lithuanian goods to Taiwan and offer their patrons a taste of their country in Taiwan. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Li Han in Taipei.
1: Former Taipei Deputy Mayor Huang Shanshan has joined the Taiwan People's Party, headed by former Taipei Mayor Ke Zhe. The move is, speeding, is feeding speculation that Huang will be Ke's running mate in the 2024 presidential election. Huang herself has not addressed the possibility of a VP campaign. A fellow party member says that Huang might be listed as a legislator at large, adding that she's a valuable asset to have in the coming election.
2: Former Taipei Deputy Mayor Huang Shanshan announced that she joined the Taiwan People's Party. And will be leading Ko wen presidential campaign, she said she was determined to help Ko win the election.
0: I have been assisting Chairman Ko wen in his presidential campaign planning. I think he will make a very good presidential candidate.
2: Although Huang has joined the Taiwan People's Party, she has not left the People First Party, making her a member of both. Her new party affiliation could give her career more flexibility. She could be tapped as a legislator at large for her new party or as its secretary general. Some say she's eyeing a run as Co's vice president.
0: You don't have to go around finding jobs for me. She served as Kerwinja's deputy mayor for two or three years, so their working styles are compatible and her seriousness toward work is unquestionable. She might be placed at the top of her legislator at large list, or she might be placed at the very end of the list to draw in more votes.
2: Guo Chen, the head of the Taiwan People's Party's Taipei branch, says that Huang is valuable in both offensive and defensive campaigns. Meanwhile, a local pundit says that Huang's decision to join Ke's party was carefully timed.
0: Terry Go announces that he'll seek the KMT's presidential nomination. And now over here in the and Wendert camp, Huang Shanshan is joining the Taiwan People's Party. This indicates that the possibility of a go ko alliance is basically non-existent at this point.
2: With Ke to visit the U.S. this week and Huang joining his party, speculation is heating up ahead of the 2024 elections. The Taiwan Railway's administration collects
1: more than 10,000 lost items every month. Up until now, it has taken care of lost and found items for free. It even sends items on for collection at another station as free service. But all that is about to change, as TRA wants to free up space in its store cupboards and prevent travelers from wasting its time. Collecting an item from another station will now incur a fee, and items that have been languishing a year in storage will be sold or destroyed.
2: Here in the lost luggage warehouse of Taipei Main Station, you can see in the corner there are 30 lost umbrellas. This big box contains unclaimed bags, and these metal cupboards are full of lost items.
0: TRA managed to contact the owner of this bag last June. The owner asked to collect their item from Taipei Main Station, but then never turned up. Lots of people lose an item at one station and ask to collect it at another, but then never show up to collect it. Now TRA is going to employ a new policy. From May 1st, travelers who wish TRA to send a lost item to a specified station will need to pay in advance for the service. The fee will range from 35 to 55 NT, depending on the weight of the item and the length of its journey. If it's not picked up within two days, TRA will charge an extra holding charge of 25 NT a day.
2: I think it's reasonable to charge for shipping costs. I think it's okay if you can pick it up within two days. If you've lost something important, you should go and collect it immediately. If you haven't paid, you might have less desire to go and pick the item up. That will mean TRA accumulates more and more stuff.
0: The travelers we surveyed felt that fees were reasonable and could prompt owners to collect items in a timely manner. Meanwhile, TRA says it plans to deal with items left in the warehouse for over a year by either auctioning them or destroying them. The company held a lost items auction this February at Shulin Station. The items up for sale included a bicycle, a games console, and a designer handbag, attracting lots of bidders. TRA hopes its new policies will encourage travelers to collect their items swiftly and prevent good items from piling up unused in the store cupboard.
1: Taiwan's 6,000 NT cash handout program is in full swing. For those living in three remote townships without ATMs, the rules are a little different. Instead of collecting the cash at a machine, locals can head on over to their local police station. The three townships in question are Jingfeng Township in Taidong, Wanrong Township in Hualian, and Shizhi Township in Pingdong. To get that sweet cash, locals must pre-register. They should bring their health insurance card and ID to the police station by April 19th, anytime between 8 in the morning and 6 p.m. The world of poor... Pro sports is intensely competitive, and the cost of training can be enormous. Competing in the global championships is the only way to win fame, but touring abroad is way too expensive for new players to finance. And that's where corporate sponsorships comes in. The sponsorship program of Formosa Plastics Group has supported hundreds of Taiwan's promising athletes to compete worldwide. Now in its 13th year, the program wants to support even more athletes to bring medals home to Taiwan. Let's take a look at some of the sports people who have benefited from
2: corporate sponsorship. With a nifty shot, Ke Pingjong pockets two balls in one. But such impressive moves are a piece of cake for the pro pool player, who previously reached the semifinals of the U.S. Open Pool Championship. Another star athlete is tennis player Liang Enshuo, who won the doubles title at this year's ITF World Tennis Tour in Thailand. International triumphs like this are down to years of hard work, day in, day out, but also thanks to corporate sponsorship.
0: It's actually a big expense to go and compete abroad. We can only increase our ranking if we get support to go and compete internationally. We have to pay for everything coaches and athletic trainers, bed and board, and plane tickets. If the trip is a long one, it can cost more than 1 million NT.
2: When a player is still unknown, a 1 million NT trip needs support from a corporate sponsor so they can focus on the sport. Some players continue to get corporate support even after making a name for themselves. That includes table tennis champion Lin Yunru, who once beat China's Ma Long, aka the greatest table tennis player of all time, as well as tennis player Zen Junxing of the Next Gen ATP Finals.
0: We help some players who have the ability and have the skills, but who perhaps don't have great financial circumstances, so they can go compete abroad without worrying about finances. The
2: sports sponsorship program of Formosa Plastics Group is now in its 13th year. So far, it has supported 362 athletes with a total of 320 million NT. Those athletes have lived up to their promise by winning more than 383 international titles. It's a great way for a company to get publicity while raising Taiwan's international profile. Now let's
1: head over to Jilong where an endangered flower was discovered by the local harbor. Port workers were weeding a nearby garden when they noticed the delicate blossoms of Spirensis sinensis. The weeding was immediately called to a halt and let's hear from the port authority.
0: We'll resume our maintenance after the flowering season ends. Spiranthus sinensis grows in various parts of Taiwan. I think it's a protected species. It's not commonly found. We are fortunate to have so much of it here. I think that this is a good opportunity to raise public awareness so that people know we have this flower here.
1: The Spiranthus sinensis shows great diversity in the growth pattern of its flowers. On some plants, the flowers spiral around the stem, On others, flowers bloom only on one side. In Taiwan, the best-known viewing spot for the species is Taichung's Mei wetlands. But now, Jilong Harbor offers another fine location to appreciate these rare blossoms.